1: Hey, are you guys proud dog owners like I am? You ever wonder why so many dogs are suffering from health issues? Actress, Catherine Heigl, you know, Catherine Heigl from Knocked Up. She's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation. And she says that she's seeing more issues with dogs, joints, odors and health than ever before. After doing a ton of research, Catherine feels that there's one place that we can all look to improve our dog's health. And that is their food. Many dog foods can actually create toxins that can be wrecking our dog's health. Okay, and this is true even for many of the premium dog food brands. However, by just adding a few special superfoods to our dog's diets, we can see huge transformations in their health. Catherine Heigel has already done this. She's made a video about it. You guys need to watch this video. It's a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. This worked amazingly for my dog, Dusty. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin, uh, healthier coat. Dusty's coat looks fantastic. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to BadlandsFood.com Disgraceland and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com slash Disgraceland. Disgraceland is brought to you by Disgraceland All Access. Disgraceland All Access membership is your chance to support the show and get ad-free listening, an exclusive scripted episode every month, and exclusive bonus content every week, plus access to an always-on chat with me and your fellow discos. Visit disgracelandpod.com membership, or just click on the link in the show notes for this episode. Hey, discos. Need a little more Disgraceland in your life? Just a touch to get you through. Yeah, me too. This is the podcast that comes after the podcast. Welcome to Disgraceland, the after party. Welcome to the Disgraceland bonus episode, a little thing we like to call the after party. This is the show after the show, the party after the party, the bridge to get you from one full episode of Disgraceland to the other, the backyard to dig into the dirt. On this episode, we're talking about Merle Haggard, my country music gateway drug, more British post-punk, and of course, your voicemails, texts, DMs, and more, and as always, a whole lot of Rosie. All right, discos, let's get into it. All right, we are here. We are together. We are communing in Disgraceland. It is Merle Haggard week. Merle Haggard is, of course, the subject of our latest full episode of Disgraceland. And in the mini bonus ep leading up to the full ep on Merle, I discuss a bit about Merle's background and his crimes and his stint in prison, in Folsom Prison, Uh, even his relation to the high character, H.I., from Raising Arizona. So... If you're interested in all that, there is a lot for you to sink your teeth into in that mini episode, also in the full episode. But what I want to talk more about here in the bonus episode is Merle Haggard's music and even more generally about country music about classic country music how many of you are into country music are into classic country music like merle haggard i get it i get it if you're not you're into punk rock you're into hip-hop uh you're into taylor swift uh who knows you're into like 60s shit and what does classic country music have to do with punk or hip-hop or taylor swift or classic rock well turns out a lot actually especially that taylor swift part but i'm not going to go down that rabbit hole here um uh, And rather than to explain to you why classic country has everything to do with modern forms of music, particularly modern forms of aggressive music like punk rock and even hip hop, uh, I thought I would instead share with you how I got into classic country by mistake, by accident. I was in my late teens, I forget how old exactly, uh, and my dad had for years been telling me about the importance of country music on rock and roll and all the music that I loved. Uh, But I put him on the Pain No Mind list when it came to the subject. I didn't give a shit. (laughs) What did Hank Haggard Jones or whatever the fuck his name was have to do with Husker Du or Suicidal or Misfits, N.W.A., Metallica? Now, uh, right around this time, my late teens, my dad, who I told you guys before was a musician, uh, a lot of you know him actually who listen to this, but my dad started playing this tiny club on Monday nights in Jamaica Plain, Boston called the Brendan Bean. I was around 18 years old at the time. And when I say tiny, I mean tiny. This bar is, uh, I think I called it a club. That was, that was a mistake. It was a bar. Uh, and no stage. And you had to kind of, if you wanted to go to the bathroom, you had to kind of like walk through the band as they were playing and be careful not to like step on pedals or bump into them. <laughs> uh, the band was fucking incredible. These nights were incredible, and it was you had to be 21 to get in. I don't know how I got in, but I got in a lot. My dad certainly didn't help me get in. He might have said something like, uh, "You know, my kid's not drinking. Don't throw him out," type of thing. I didn't drink. Um, I was respectful. I got that. I knew that I was putting. I knew that I was putting the liquor license on the line for the working folks, even at that young age. So, anyhow, I was in got into this bar to watch this band that my dad had formed. Now, I didn't care what the fuck type of band it was, what kind of music they were playing. Um, I just wanted to be around live music and be around my dad and be around what my dad was was doing and creating. And uh, so, you know, this band that my dad had formed, only for these Monday night shows, by the way. Uh, it was for this residency. Uh, the band was called the Iodine Brothers. And the musicians in this band were and still are straight up Assassins. A guy by the name of Jay Belrose on drums. Look Jay up. He now plays with icons like Robert Plant, Madonna on bass. High harmonies. another dude named Paul Bryan, who's uh, another top-notch guy. Produced a bunch of great stuff since then. Played with artists like Elvis Costello, Amy Mann, among others. And on guitar, two dudes, two guitarists. uh, One named Kevin Barry, the other named Duke Levine, who to this day are ace level session and touring guitarists who will melt your faces when you see them perform. they're both in Bonnie Raitt's band now, by the way. I'm not telling Bostonians. Anyone from Boston, Cambridge, Somerville knows exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm not telling you anything new about these guys, but I'm telling the rest of you because these dudes could and can play any style of music at the highest level. And the style of music they played with my old man fronting them who was singing, the style they all played was country music. That's what the Iodine Brothers were, was a country band, okay? In a tiny Irish pub in Boston, Mass. Country music, again, in a tiny Irish pub in Jab- make a plane in Boston. Uh, and you know, that, that bar, the Brendan Bean, was just filled to the brim with music heads like you guys, like me again, though, from Boston, <laughs> music heads from Boston who showed up to see a little band who only performed on Monday nights in Boston, uh, to hear them play incredible country music songs by George Jones and the Carter family, Conway Twitty. And of course, Merle Haggard. So, my dad, who fronted this band, he grew up before punk rock, but he grew up playing in frat houses and when he was in high school. His high school band, he'd actually play at like college on campus, college campuses and frat houses and, and uh, after high school, the same thing. So, you know, think like uh, his bands then, I'm guessing, were like Sonics, Young Rascals, Kingsman, pre-punk energy is what I'm trying to get at. It's in my old man's DNA, okay? And he brought that to Iodine Brothers shows, to... to to this country music. And when I saw it, when I saw my dad playing, I knew what the hell was going on. I, I what I saw was punk rock in this tiny little Irish bar with face melting guitar solos and high lonesome country harmonies and I realized I realized what I'd been missing about country music. Country, rock, pop, punk, punk, even hip hop. On some level it's all the same. The difference is that throughout time, as these musical styles evolve, or perhaps a better word, as they refine, they lose that initial energy that sparked the genre in the beginning. Country became huge business in the years after Hank Williams. Hank, you know, Hank Williams took it from violent honky-tonks to the top of the charts You know, with Tony Bennett. Um, same with rock and roll. Those early Beatles Hamburg gigs are about as punk as punk gets. But alas, with success, all that energy gets sucked out. Okay, and you know, the band evolves into obla dee, oblove, please shut the fuck up. Punk rock was a correction. That's all it was. Joe Strummer rattling his telecaster and saying to rock and roll, hey, what the fuck is going on, rock and roll? Hank Williams is rolling over in his grave. Where is the energy, guys? So when I first heard country music as a kid, there, there wasn't any I couldn't identify the energy in it, I should say. Okay. And I imagine that if you've never heard classic country music and aren't a fan and are looking to say Morgan Wallen or Luke Combs, you're probably feeling the same way. You're sitting there saying, where's the energy? Merle Haggard, that's your answer. The answer is with Merle Haggard. And I'm not talking about an exact comp to the punk rock energy or rock and roll energy that, you're familiar, that you might be familiar with. Three chords played fast with a dude yelling over them into a microphone, but I am talking about the same three chords and the truth type of energy. Even though it ain't fast, it's heavy. Go listen to The Fighting Side of Me or Tonight the Bottle Let Me Down by Merle Haggard or the, the Image of Me by Conway Twitty or You're Still on My Mind by George Jones and then work your way back in time to Hank Williams and Hank Snow and Letty Frizzell. Those dudes were punk before we had a name for it and lived the life they sang about in their songs. Violent, aggressive, transgressive lives filled with b bank guitar strings, but also in some cases from behind bars, as was the case with Merle Haggard. If you're looking for more specific recommendations here to start your love affair with classic country music, because I know you're going to have one just like I did, or perhaps looking for a more specific introduction to Merle Haggard, hit me up. I'll be much obliged to hook you up. 617-906-6638, voicemail and text at Pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and threads. All right, back after this. Hey guys, I want to talk to you about my Takovas cowboy boots. I picked them up while I was in Austin, Texas. I had this event I had to go to that night. It was a formal thing. I had this idea of what I was going to wear, but I needed the one extra thing. And I was like, aha, Tacovas There's a Tacovas here in Austin. The dudes who worked at the store were great. I found the exact boot I was looking for. This boot is called the Dylan. I got it in midnight black. I wore them to this formal event. I had on a suit. And then tonight I'm gonna to wear them with jeans to my son's baseball game. These things are amazing cowboy boots. They're super comfortable and I can tell already that they're gonna last for a long time. A couple things you can do here to check out Tecovis. If you can stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two. The experience is awesome. You can shop all the new styles. You're going to smell that fresh leather in the store. The friendly staff are going to be at your service. They're going to take care of you. They're going to make you feel like a rock star. A lot of the Tecova stores have these leather custom branding services to make your boots truly personalized. They put on regular live music and events. It's an awesome in-store experience. So if you have the opportunity to check out a Takova store, I highly recommend it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges, and they ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, discos, it's Jake here. Thank you so much for listening to Disgraceland. Your support truly means a lot to me, and it's because of you that my team and I are able to make this show. If you want more Disgraceland, if you want more regular interactions with me and the community of Disgraceland listeners, or if you simply want to listen to the show ad-free, go to disgracelandpod.com membership, or just click on the link in the show notes for this episode. For just five bucks a month, you can listen to every episode of Disgraceland ad-free. Come join me and your fellow discos at Disgraceland all access by visiting disgracelandpod.com slash membership. Heyo, we are back. All right. A bit ago, I asked you guys to call in and text in. Let me know what you guys are into to introduce yourselves. Of course, I wasn't thinking about the fact that I was pre-producing these episodes because of some travel that I have to do. So if you called in, you haven't yet heard a response, be patient. I promise you it's coming for now, though. I will dig into a couple of your responses and reply. And like I said before, hit me up, introduce yourselves, tell me a little bit about you, what you listen to, when you listen to it, who you want to hear me talk about, whatever. I'm here for it. All right. Let's meet Juba from the 614.
0: Hey, Jake. It's Juba at the 614. You asked what we're into. And I just wanted to, to just say something. I, I, okay, I'm 62. I might be your oldest listener. I don't know. I doubt it. But I have such a vast love of so many different kinds of music that I'm just so passionate about from the entire last century. I mean, get into the original rockabilly, you know, and then start listening to some of the, to the new stuff. I mean, you got Reverend Hort Heat, you have Flat Duo Jets, you have all different kinds of rockabilly, and there's a lot of punkabilly now. Um, in Columbus here, we have some great bands, and I'm not doing this uh, commercially for them, but, you know, there's a band called The The Whiteouts. um, then you go back to the punk of the 90s with econo thugs. All these folks are on Spotify, and they're amazing, and it might open a whole new door for people who that don't know the vast amount of different genres there are. Um, I had a vintage clothing store in Athens in the 90s, and I met so many amazing people who turned me on to music I had no idea was out there. Jane's Addiction, The Cure. Public Image Limited. I mean, come on, Johnny Rotten, right on. Um, Viva La Vox. That's some punk ability. That's super amazing, and they're so talented. You got Orville Peck. He's just amazing. So everybody, kind of open your minds. Start looking at other interesting genres. Start looking at last century's music from the 40s and 50s, like these old. Bluegrass people that just started it all. And uh, I love you. I hope this wasn't too long, but life is good. Music makes it better. Rock-a-roll.
1: Thank you, Juba. Uh, doubt you're our oldest listener, and I appreciate, of course, our listeners of all age. Uh, like you, I am passionate about all types of different music, uh, and I think, I think that's one of the things that yokes us all together here in the disgrace land universe. Uh I think we all have sort of this, you know, uh very diverse tastes. Uh and I love the door you're opening into the Midwest uh punk scene. Thank you. Also, I want to say I was in Athens, Athens, Georgia in the 90s. Uh I wasn't living there, but my band was playing there quite a bit. My my drummer at the time, that's where he met his his now wife. Uh, it was a long, long time ago. It was a special place and I remember it well. Um, and of course, uh, you mentioned you mentioned the cure and pill, and I'm going to talk about them a little bit later here in the episode. So stay tuned, Juba. All right. Thanks for thanks for calling in and introducing yourselves. Guys, call in, introduce yourselves. Let me know what you're into. All right. 617-906-6638. All right. Let's, uh, let's do some text to meet some more of you guys and uh, hit you guys with some responses. All right, the 716 writes in, hey there, Jake, I'm a remote accountant who generally listens to your shows the day they are released, but I've been so busy with clients this month, I'm falling behind. Anyway, thank you for keeping me entertained throughout my work week. That is from Nicole Buffalo. Nicole, you are welcome. The 763 is writing in, Hey, Jake, you asked about what your fans like and are listening to, so I thought I would respond. First, I think I have to say we gravitate to the music we loved when we were growing up. I would agree with that. You said how much you grew up on rock, punk, hip-hop, so you naturally gravitate towards it. With that said, right now I'm listening to Ninja Sex Party, first self-titled album. That's my favorite artist growing up was Weird Al. Side note, I met Weird Al at a meet and greet and I got to tell him how much I appreciated him for showing me it was okay to be a nerd slash weird when growing up. He seemed genuinely moved and said thank you. It was very quick. But it was great to meet my hero. Second side note, I think Weird Al-themed April Fool's episode would be great. You know, this is not the first time someone's recommended this. Uh, going back to the text, he says, Back to the discussion, Green Day, American Idiot, and Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy, and the Infinite Sadness are two go-to albums. I'm reading The Year of Living Biblically by A.J. Jacobs and Just After Sunset by Stephen King. Thank you for all you do. I love your podcast. Keep up the great work. Sorry, I forgot to say this. This is Keith from the 763. Thanks for the text, Keith from the 763. I want to know about this book, The Year of Living Biblically by A.J. Jacobs. What is that? Text me back and let me know, okay? You know, we got into this uh this like age-old question: who invented rock and roll? I can't help but asking. In my book, I make a hard case that it was Chuck Berry 540 writes in rock and roll was invented by muddy waters. No, he invented electricity. <laughs> love that I think Ben Franklin invented rock and roll is that what you're saying 540 oh? 540 oh goes on to say I think it was all of blues that invented rock and roll evolution I believe I believe in that country music had something to do with it too definitely and from the 815 here we go hey yeah Tanya from Chicagoland here. Thanks for your phenomenal pods. They provide hours of entertainment as I drive up and down the west coast of Lake Michigan. When I was 12, I became obsessed with the Manson case. After reading Helter Skelter, I ordered the microfiche of the LA Times through my middle school library. Wow, you were obsessed. Uh, Text goes on to say, I told some lie about a history project. The librarians were so happy I was utilizing this resource. Your episodes on the subject opened up what I thought I knew. Hey, this is a great text, 815. I appreciate it. I got into Helter Skelter super early, too. I was 15. Um, not 12, though. All right, let's meet Tom from the 541, who says, Hey, Jake, love the show. I'm Tom. I'm a seed farmer in southern Oregon. I listen to you while I farm. Favorite rap band is The Coop from Oakland. Music is a huge part of my life for me. Would like to recommend two bands for you, Graveyard Classic Metal from Sweden and Riviver. riverver Riverver. R-V-I-V-R. Amazing pop punk from Olympia. Unfortunately, not together anymore. Enjoy. Peace. All right, Tom. Thanks, dude. Appreciate this. So from the 917, got this one here. It says, uh, hey, Jake, so back in my high school days in Brooklyn, New York, my friends and I ran into Peter Steele one night. (laughs) Peter Steele from Typo Negative. I'm adding that part. Uh, Me and my friends ran into Peter Steele one night when he was getting some pizza in our neighborhood. That is so New York. I love this. He was super cool and gracious to some rando kids and totally made me love everything he did even more. I love that 917. Thank you. I don't know if you guys can hear that or not. That is from the 412, sending me a video. Uh, Looks like they're at the Dead & Company show. Um, Thank you, 412. I'm trying to make heads or tails of your text here, and I just, I can't. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. There's a lot of text here. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I understood the video. All right, let's keep rolling here. Like I said, I do these in real time. This one from the Plus61, this being an international Texter says, as uh, one of your favorite bands said, who created rock and roll? Easy answer, Tchaikovsky, ACDC, Let There Be Rock. I don't know what you're answering there, but thank you. The 719 writing in Brighton from the 719, although I live in the nine (laughs) seven zero. Uh, soon to be the 253. Just wanted to say that the Far Side album, Bizarre Ride to the Far Side, is one of my favorite and most influential 90s hip hop albums. I would agree with that statement. This uh, text going back to a conversation we had a little bit ago about, I, I'm assuming this is when we were talking about the greatest rap groups of all time. All right. The 817 writes in says Hi, I'm Robin and I live in Conway, Arkansas. I'm currently obsessed with Speak Now, Taylor's version, even though I'm a middle aged woman. <laughs> this Taylor phenomenon. Something else, uh, Robin goes on to say, I admire how she's reclaiming her own. Your episode on her is incredible. I listened to it twice. Love your show. I like to listen when I'm walking. I get lost in the stories, and I'm grateful for that. Thanks for what you do. Thank you, Robin. Thanks for what you do. Thanks for listening. I appreciate that. Um, let's see here. Let's see. The 480 writes in, love the podcast. Listening to it now with my snack. Looks like a uh, one-hitter weed. Uh, tall boy, Estella. Estella. And a book. Is that a Gorvi dot? What is it? I have to blow this up? No, great. Uh the Swiss family, whatever the fuck? Robinson? Is that what that is? Uh the illustrated version. Well, there you go. All right, Forado. Thanks for that photo. All right, the 859 writes in, Jake, I discovered Disgraceland in the early days. I painted the inside of my entire house while on a Disgraceland binge. It kept me sane and entertained. The theme music would always take me back to that time. I would love to hear an episode on Rush. Best regards, Joe from Kentucky. Love it, Joe. Right on, man. Thank you. Uh, 503, hello. I came across your podcast because I was looking for Beatles podcasts, and your episodes on them came up. Love the episodes on them. They're my fave group ever, and the rest of your podcast is amazing as well. Thanks, 503. We got another Beatles thing we're working on right now, which I'm pretty excited about. Uh, 317 writes in, yo, Jake, John from Indy here, just catching up on the after party in the rap top 10. Can't believe no mention of House of Pain. Eh. House of Bane, top 10. I don't know if Larry David agrees with that. Uh, let's go. Let's see what else he says here. John goes on to say, You sure you're a mass guy? Lol. What's your go-to local heavy band? You a hate breed guy? Bury your dead? I know they're not hardcore, but Seamless was a killer band out there. Love your pods. Peace, man. Are you testing my fucking Massachusetts heavy music knowledge? You realize I was signed to Victory Records at one time? John from Indy. Um... I'm not gonna fucking, I'm not gonna stoop to answer your question, John. Let's move on here. What else we got here? Uh, da, 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 703. I always consider myself a huge music fan, open to a lot of different stuff. Guys, when you're introducing yourself, you have to tell me your names. <laughs> 703 just right into it I kind of love that though I always considered myself a huge music fan open to a lot of different stuff your show has expanded my horizons even more growing up in New Jersey in the 80s 90s I thought I was a huge Bruce Springsteen fan since I went all the way back to the river I never would have considered Nebraska because people in New Jersey called it country which I couldn't do Wow. There we go. All right. Lately, Bruce's Nebraska album has been one of the things I've been enjoying the most. Thanks for opening my eyes even more. Keep it up. You rock. You got it 703. I'm going to end it there because that one is uh, apropos to the classic country theme we're on in this bonus episode. So uh, thank you. Uh, where was that from? 703? I forget, but whoever texted that in, thanks. Guys, hit me up. Introduce yourselves, all right? 617-906-6638. Let me know what you're into, what you're listening to, how you got into Disgraceland, what you want to hear me doing in storytelling, what you want me to hear, what kind of different stories you want, even maybe outside of Disgraceland. Let me know, all right? Uh, At DisgracelandPod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and the like. I would be uh, a bad creator if i did not engage with you guys here on some of these dms there's a lot and i've been uh, i've been slow to respond this week all right from ryan burnham says hey longtime listener and fellow new englander and new hardcore punk rock kid growing up we had a great scene in portsmouth new hampshire back in the day but that's besides the point my favorite all-time band is black sabbath we ever do an episode about them oh come on ryan we've done one got a black sabbath episode in the archive got another episode on aussie as, as well All right. Uh, Heather Dill writes in, Hey, Jake and everyone at Disgraceland, I'm a longtime listener and love your podcast. And today I was listening to The After Party where you asked for stories about meeting your rock stars. Made me think about meeting my musical hero and wondering if you could ever do a podcast on my favorite band, Pearl Jam, Zeth Lundy. Are you listening to this? I've often thought... When listening, that it would be a less interesting than some stories because for the most part, the band is clean, steady, loyal, and stands up for good causes. Not to mention that they are still putting out killer music and live shows. Um, You know... Oh, actually, uh, let's see here. Heather just has this quick little anecdote about meeting Eddie Vedder. So here's my story about meeting Eddie Vedder. Charlotte, North Carolina, 1996. I helped register voters, got invited backstage where I met the whole band. What? Including Eddie. Asked him for a hug and he shyly complied. And then we got a pic with my disposable camera, but I could not develop it due to the film being exposed. Now that is a disgrace. Heather, I'm working on a way to bring you stories about bands that uh, did not get embroiled in crimes. We're trying to figure that out. So appreciate your your text uh, actually your DM. All right, that's Grayson Pod. You guys want to DM me, I'm going to take a quick break. The recommendations part. This is the recommendations part. The part where we recommend the things that need recommending, the recommendations part. What I've been listening to so well, literally, as I was sitting there getting my notes together to come in here and record. uh, There's this Chicago video on in the background with Peter Cetera. That's the guy's name, right? Singer wearing a fucking Bauhaus T-shirt. Um, is this the final straw that causes me to take Chicago seriously? Ay, ay, yeah. All right, there's also some chick in this video who looks just like Madonna. What's happening? What is going on here? Uh that's that's what I need to know. I, I don't know. I you know, I hear Chicago sometimes, guys, and I'm just like, this is the most painful uh vanilla, just I can't deal. And then I hear some of it and I'm just like, this is incredible. (laughs) I love this. I'm rolling the windows down. I'm driving a little faster than I should be. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not willing to accept Chicago yet. I'm not there. Okay. Um, All right. So what I'm listening to, aside from the classic country inspired by Merle Haggard that we talked about earlier, I'm still on this post-punk kick from the New Order episode a couple weeks back or a week back, I should say. Uh, We talked about the biggest post-punk bands, post-1980. We opened it up to the 90s. So here's my top five list, along with one record each for ease of listening. The greatest English post-punk group for me is, without question, number one, The Cure. And if you're going to name one Cure record, for me, it's Disintegration. I know the purists are cringing right now, but hey, I could have said wish. I almost did. All right. Okay. Number two. Second greatest English post-punk band of all time, Oasis. Uh, You can probably argue they're number one, but their album, What's the Story, Morning Glory, that's definitely the record. I can make a case, like I said, for Oasis in the number one slot, but my personal preference won out, I guess, in some weird way. I don't know that we get Oasis without The Cure. I'm not sure what I mean by that exactly, but I'm at least 50% committed to that take. Number three, third greatest post-punk British group, Smiths. Just. The Smiths, the Smiths, and the Smiths. And the album, for me, I'm going to cheat here, Louder Than Bombs. I know it's unfair because it's a compilation, but it is nonetheless a staggering document of unrivaled originality and genius and Morrissey fucking rules. Okay, number four, it pains me to say this. I feel like I'm losing my rock and roll cred by saying this. Like I should get my fucking cool card revoked because I'm such a fucking dork. But I I think this quote-unquote cool band is actually so uncool. In my gut, they are a big bag of dorks, and I can't stand that I like them so much, but they're so fucking good, and their first three albums are so damn influential. Uh All right, enough qualifiers. Who am I talking about? Radiohead. There. I said it. Fucking kill me now, but it's Radiohead in the four spot. OK Computer is that good. The Benz, amazing. Even Pablo Honey, also great. That said, their whole vibe. Their whole creative vibe, I should say, is so relentlessly pretentious that they border on not even being rock and roll to me, but forget it, whatever. Number five, Public Image Limited. Pill, love you, John Lydon. You might be the greatest rock and roll singer of all time. I literally can't pick one album, uh, and this is made harder because some of their greatest efforts came pre-1980, but you can't say post-punk and not say John Lydon, all right? So there you have it. The five greatest post-punk British rock bands of all time. Number one, The Cure. Number two, Oasis. Number three, The Smiths. Number four, Radiohead. Number five, Pill. Public Image Limited. All right, my heart is breaking for Blur right now. Breaking, breaks my heart that Blur isn't on this list, but hey, dems the break. See what I did there? Also, if someone doesn't threaten to punch me in the face for leaving Primal Screen off this list, are we even rock and roll? Speaking of English groups, I just caught the video to the Jesus and Mary chain Sometimes, Always. I know they're not English, they're Scottish. It's still the UK, or or it was. I don't know what it is anymore. Whatever. The video with Hope from Mazzy Star. That video is fucking awesome. It's great. Good-looking people doing good-looking shit. Uh, Can we talk music movies again? I'm working on my list of top five music movies of all time, as prompted by the TCM bumper with Almost Famous... We talked about this a little bit ago. Breaking news, I don't think Almost Famous is the greatest music movie of all time. Uh, What are your top five music movies of all time? Doesn't have to be a music biopic, okay? Very key, does not have to be a biopic. It just has to be a movie that is set in the world of music or is about music, okay? Hit me up, 617-906-6638, at DisgracelandPod on social media. Hit me and hit me hard, and I'll be back in a flash to recap. All right, let's recap, shall we? Number one, Merle Haggard is the latest episode of Disgraceland in your feeds right now. Number two, got a new Roman Polanski episode this week in the Badlands feed. Number three, next week in the Disgraceland feed, it is Sonny Rollins. four, my number is 617-906-6638. Call me on the telephone or text me. All right, in honor of me right now being exhausted after recording two episodes today, writing another one, being late for dinner, I'm going to read you the first vintage phone book I can find, and it is from, where's it from, where's it from, where's it from? I don't know where this is from. Oh, New York City in 1920. Here we go. Arena, Dr. John, 2156 Bathgate Ave, Fordham, 4141. Arend, F.J., 165 Broadway, Cortland, 0940. Arends, Catherine, M.D., 178 West 97, Riverside, 0570. Arendt, E., 156 West 86, Schuler, 28610. Aaron, Edward, and Son. Walker, one leaf Top 151, 151 Water. John. 1635. Arens A. Leaf Tobacco. 182 water John. 4747. Arens Mississippi. R 29. West 83. Shop. 24. Quit talking and start mixing. Cut Kur- it!